born in Thailand and grew up in Switzerland. I moved here when I was like nine, nine and a half years old. I start Sawan journey in November 2018, on the 30th to be exact. That was the voice of Siri Nieser, chef and owner of Zawan's Thai restaurant in Zurich. And she's our guest today. So grab yourself a drink, alcoholic or non-alcoholic, depending on your preference, and come join us as we talk all things chefy on Grab a Drink with a Swiss Chef. Daniel Kershaw, and our featured guest today, Siri. No, I know what you're thinking, not that Siri, but the chef and owner of the restaurant Zawan in Zurich. The location is in Platz, number one, in the sixth district of Zurich. As usual on these pods, I like to point out that I haven't actually eaten at Zawan's yet, and I also haven't met Siri. We actually meet for the first time in this interview. And if I do end up eating at the restaurant, which I hope I will at some point, I will certainly add my experience at the end of this pod at a later date. I'm really happy to have Siri on the show. And from what I've read and researched, she's a great chef along with her mother and they are doing some really cool stuff at Zawan. So I hope you enjoy listening, and I encourage you to visit Zawan at some point in the near future. Each chef has a story, and here is Siri's story. Enjoy. Hey Siri, uh, welcome to the to the podcast. It's uh, nice of you to be here. Hi Daniel, how are you? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Look, so so before we get into it, um, I have a really simple question to ask, right? And I ask everyone on these podcasts, and um, it's like, what are you drinking right now? What's the drink that you've brought to uh, to have a chat with me? My favorite drink is just a simple vodka with a little bit of lime and salt. Aha, uh-huh, okay. And why is that? Why is that your favorite uh, favorite drink? I think you just can't do wrong. That's the thing. Anywhere you go, you can't do wrong. And I like it, the simplicity. And I add a little bit of salt that makes just the drink more addictive. I don't know why. Okay, very good. So... Before we get, before we talk about you and, and your story, um, can you just talk a little bit about um, Zawan, the, the restaurant? Uh, you know, what is it uh, for people that, that don't know about it? You know, what's the concept? You know, and, and, and how did it come into your life? And 
basically, you know, what are you doing there? Okay. Um, just to, um, my name is Siri, like the famous app. You probably would know about this app. So just a little bit about myself. Um, I was born in Thailand and grew up in Switzerland. I moved here when I was like nine, nine and a half years old. I start Sawan journey in November 2018, on the 30th to be exact. It was quite a rough start because seeing I was, uh, I never intend to be a restaurant owner and therefore also a lack of professional training of this field. So I'm, I'm just really out of this zone. So this is not my comfort zone at all. So, um, you know, the thing is we start this because my dad passed away in 2016. And I want to start a move with my mom. So I had to allow her to get a new start in Zurich and also in life, be a creative outlet and also want to join her in her journey. That's that's how we start journey, like the Savan. So um, I, I'm the person who create this project with my mom. Uh, I'm also the test chef with my mom before everything goes online or go to the guests. So I'm pretty much doing everything, like from test cooking, HR department, finance department, um, running the whole uh, Instagram, and yeah, just everything really. You mentioned growing up in um, in, in in Switzerland. Um, you know, what was that like? Like you know, you know, being being um, from from Thailand and then coming to Switzerland. How how was that? I mean, it was really hard because uh, the language, the culture, the food. And I think the food is a big part that um, I would say I suffer at the beginning. I was not used to the Swiss food at all. So, and it was hard back then to get really all the ingredients from Thailand back then. So you say it's like the, the, the Thai food was, you know, it was a huge part of you, uh, of your, your, your childhood, right? Yes, it is. And it was, and, um, you know, like back then when I moved to Switzerland in 1993, there was not so much Thai restaurant and especially where I grew up, you know, in the like Bernese area close to the mountain, there was not really a Thai restaurant at all. Maybe one. And we, you know, you cannot go every day like in Thailand. So which means you have to cook everything at home. So that's how I get introduced to the cooking with my mother. And we would make dishes together that we used to eat in Ubon. And that's how I really get connected, still connecting my culture. Mm -hmm. And what was like the first moment that um, you can remember when you ate something and, and said, wow, this is just amazing. You know, this is really something. And, and is it, did you then think, wow, maybe I want to go into that direction when I get older? Was it always something in your mind? You know what, how I get to this is really crazy. I mean, the, my favorite dish would always be a spicy papaya salad with a lot of uh, Thai veggies. I just feel like when I'm stressed, this is the kind of food I tend to make for myself. The salad spice makes my ear like feel numb and my lips just quiver. And that that's like my kind of moment for myself and relaxation. 
and silence, actually. I mean, there are so many yummy dishes, you know, and, and, and I love Korean food. I love Japanese. I like, like, I, lo I, mean, I love to eat generally all kind of food. So it's really hard. But if I have to pick one, if like tomorrow is the end of the world, it will be spicy papaya salad. Let's, let's talk a bit about your, your journey um, to where you are now, right? So what did you study uh, at school? Was it uh, in the industry like catering or was it something completely different? It was completely different. I was in finance. So it's a totally, I mean, it's a crazy story, actually. I think if I would tell somebody, people would think I'm crazy. Like, uh, you know, like uh, I saw a YouTube video, <laughs> a documentary about Andy Ricker. He's a chef and a restaurant owner of Pop Pop in New York and Portland. He serves Thai food in his restaurant. And I was thinking like, oh, if this white dude can open a Thai restaurant, so can I. That was like my, my goal call. I contacted him and told him that I was inspired by him to open a Thai restaurant. And he replied to me like, you know, don't do it. It's a lot of work. And yeah, it's true. It's a lot of work. But then I followed my heart and mm -hmm. did it anyway, actually. So... Was it right after university you graduated or no. was it um, I mean, um, I'm, I'm now 40. So it was, uh, I started in 2018. So four years ago, a little bit more than four years ago. So I did a lot of different things already. I was in finance. I used to work in uh, the planning, you know, like, um, uh, how you call it, um, airplane, you know, like industry. So it, I did a lot of things. Like I try a lot of things and then I end up in gastronomy. I didn't know that I gonna ever have a restaurant. This is like really something that grow with time. And I am kind of person, if I want to do something, I just go for it. That's probably like just my character. And how was that start then? So, you know, you had this idea, you talked to um, Andy Ricker and he said, don't do it, right? Um, so then what, what was the next thing? How, how did you then say, no, I am going to do it. And, and what was the first thing you do to get onto that path? You know, it was crazy. I was in finance, a really uh, well-paid job as a finance consultant here in Zurich. And I was just tired of being just like a corporate, in the corporate. Um, and I'm just like, what would I love to do if I have, if there's an opportunity for me to restart? And I was going through this phase, I think everybody does, when you're like being too long in a corporate life. So I was like, you know, what I love to do is actually cooking. Cooking and... Um, curating food you know like and our i mean there are not i mean there are a lot of type restaurants here in zurich in general but i never had that feeling that it was it was modern it was um you know like 
it, it, they didn't go with the time. People who opened the restaurant, Thai restaurant, um, they opened it like 30 years ago, 20 years ago. So location looks basically the same thing, like in Thailand in 20 years ago. And I want to showcase that Thailand actually did not stay back then. Like when you go to Bangkok, you will see this very nice decorated and modern. It can be in New York and LA, but that just happened to be in Bangkok or somewhere else like New York and LA, but not in Zurich, you know? And then I was like, I want to create and showcase that, that we can be a different Thai restaurant as well. Okay, so, so, so you had the concept, then then you said that, you know, you wanted to do this for your mother. So d how did you convince her to, to that this was the path that you both should go on? I actually told her to sign a, to sign a paper, to sign a leave. <laughs> because she, was, she used to work for, an, uh, she used to take care of the elder people. And I told her, you know, we're going to move to Zurich with me because I don't want you to stay here alone by yourself. And um, yeah, let's do this. I mean, you're going to be retired anyway in a few years. And I just want you to be close. So that's what I told her. She signed the paper. She was open. She's like, okay, let's do it. And then we both start. That's it, actually. You know, the funny thing is I moved to this area where Salvan is. Uh, this... Uh, Rigiblatz one, Zurich. I live very close by. In this building, it was always a restaurant. It changes every two years. So when I moved into this area first, it was a motherhood, like a mother kid coffee spot. It didn't last very long. After that, it was a Middle East restaurant and then a Sri Lankan restaurant. I'm just walk in and end up asking them whatever they would be considering to let the restaurant go and if so i would be very interested that's it that's like my start but i didn't that i didn't know or that i didn't expect they to say yes that's the point because i was i was stealing on my paid job and just three months later i was the owner of a location and i have to you know and they asked me it was such a quick and instinctive decision so my life changed after three months i quit my job and um, wrote the business plan my concept my idea and that's it i start wow just like yeah. that it was like that yeah so we talked a bit about i mean your mom is the main chef you would say or or, or is it kind of split between the both of you it's split be between both of us because I'm I'm creating to hold the menu, also come up with the old dishes that we used to eat in Ubon. I'm doing more like the creative part, and we do the test cooking together on Sunday before we launch the menu. Okay, so how did you go about, uh, or how do you go about designing this menu? Um, because you know when you create a menu. Uh, mm -hmm. you need to kind of base it on an assumption that you want as many people to come to your restaurant as possible. Um, mm -hmm. So how do you like design a menu that, I guess, um, appeals to the audience in Switzerland? 
I mean, um, <clears throat> what I want is when a people come to Zawan to have the feeling that it's a living room. It's not a restaurant. That was always my approach. Like this is friends and people come to dine with us. It's very, you know, cozy atmosphere, very close and very like you can be yourself. But at the same time, it's a restaurant, of course. So the menu is based on our our decision that of the, the food that I used to eat as in my childhood, and we just um, decorated or like created differently. You know, like uh, it will looks. Of course, nicer than at home, you know. Was it like intuitive though, like, or did you like go, you know, you talked about, you know, you some old recipes from um, from childhood, but did you also go online and, and and you know pull a recipe or go to a cookbook or did you check the competitors or did, was it just completely intuitively between you and your mom just talking? was just me and my mom at first, you know, just like to see what we are good at it, what it's, what Swiss people would like, what we would like, <clears throat> what kind of dish, I mean, let's say like curries, like the curries, personally, honestly, um, before restaurant, we, I didn't eat curry, except the fish curry, you know, fish, like, but people like Swiss people love curries, so we have to sell the curries. So what we come up with like how we can we make our curry nicer than the other? That's that was that was us like the, the main idea. How could make curry more creamier, you know, more texture and body to it that you can be different than the other uh, Thai restaurant in Switzerland? So we have to offer that. But like Namtop, it's like a really, you know, like the area where I come from, Ubon Rajtani, it's uh, uh, northeast of Thailand. We eat a lot of beef. But when you go to central Thailand, they'll eat a lot of pork. So we have a lot of beef dishes in Selvan. That's big different than the other part. Create this menu. Do you then bring in your friends to taste it? Uh, do, to, do, do you tweak then the the, the ingredients uh, in order to develop this menu, or did you just you know was it just you and your mom just tasting the food and say okay that's right that's wrong we need to change yeah. here or do you bring it all your friends together? At the beginning, the first first time before opening, I bring all a lot of friends because they didn't know that we're gonna open. I basically tell them like one week before opening that I quit my job and now we open a restaurant. <laughs> it, was, it was that kind of, you know, people like shop first, like, oh, how could you? Like, we have like a safe job, you know, like, a, you know, a good life and a good paid job. How could you go from finance and go to gastronomy? That was like the first thought of people, you know, that they have about me. But then when they take the food, they're like, oh, okay. Okay, wow. Yeah, it's really good. And, but a lot of people know already that I love to cook because I, like back before restaurant, I used to invite a lot of people to my place, like a dinner night. So they, they knew, but they didn't know that I would be able to open a restaurant. 
because to open a restaurant is totally something else than cooking at home. Mm -hmm. Right, and and so so the menu that you have at uh, Zawan, am I pronouncing that right? Z yeah, Zawan. Yeah, Zawan. <laughs> is it is it a fixed menu, or do you change it daily, or you know how does seasonality play into it? Like we have this fixed menu in Zawan, we call it Zawan Journey. This is like out all the classic Zawan dishes in that tasting menu for two people. But if you don't know what to order, this is like the best way to go. So you have like that Zawan experience and at the same time Thai dining experience. Because most of the time in Thailand, you're never going to eat like one plate. Maybe only at lunchtime because you don't have time to, you know, the lunch break is already short. You don't have time to sit down that long. But in a normal occasion, like at home or with friends, you always have these different dishes in the middle. And everybody have rice, their own plate, and all the other dishes will be shared. And when it comes to Thai cooking in general, like who are some of your influences there? Like, uh, is there particular chefs? I mean, you spoke about Andy Ricker, but is there um, someone else that really influenced like your style and, and your cooking? I think that I, I think I was always interested in food. So I, um, whatever I have time or when I go traveling, I would try a lot of restaurants. Like I would, for me, when, before I'm even like booked a trip, I would go check on the city, what kind of restaurant I want to go eat. So I map out my food already before anything else. And then I would book the flight. So that's how I work. Like, that's how I work. I'm a foodie. So always being like that. And I think because I travel a lot, also my previous job, I travel to Asia, not only to Thailand, like Singapore, Kuala Lumpur, and also, um, you know, to America, like New York, LA. So I always have a lot of different tastes of food. But also like my big influence, of course, is my mom and my grandmother. Yeah, like these two women really, you know, shape my, my, my cooking. If we look at the, some, of the, some of the dishes that are, that, that are in the restaurant, um, is is there any particular dish that you think kind of sums up mm -hmm. the concept of what you're what you've created in your restaurant? Like, is there one dish that really can sum it all up on one plate, kind of so to speak? I I think our signature dish is the the nam tok. Nam tok is like um, sliced um, steel beef and grill with chili lime dressing and it have a roasted rice on it plus like a lot of Thai herbs that's like really our signature dish I think nobody does better than we do a lot of people in in Thai community don't eat beef so the way they grill it it be be too overcooked so because we eat beef so we don't overcook that okay and if I if I came in um, and uh, I picked two dishes that define the, the concept. Would it, it would be this one and which would be the second one? 
The second one probably will love guy. It's minced chicken, also with lime dressing, roasted rice, and herbs. That's really, I would say, that's really Isan food. You know, the area where I come from. Now is a bit more about your your management style as as、uh, as a restaurateur or, or as a chef.、Um, you know, what would you say that is, and. You know, when you get into a leadership position into a kitchen, you know what's that like? I think、um, like we are really much like we are a lot like a family. Be honest with you. Also with our stuff, it's really one team. There's no really you know like who's the boss or anything. I mean, of course, you know, like、um, I also include my staff. Like when we create a new dish. Uh, also, the way we decorate it,、um, we, I include them. Like, what do you think? This style, this what would work? You know, it's fast because also the staff, the the waiter staff, they also help to decorating because sometimes in the kitchen you don't have time. Sometimes, but when we like full book, especially in the summer, we have more table outside and it has to be really rushing. You know, so the best way is I think. When everybody is involving, that's how I do in my restaurant. In terms of like being a a, a restaurateur and, and a chef, you know, in in your mind, what's the most important quality for someone to possess? You know, like what characteristics are important? I think it's to be patient, and still stay calm and focus at the same time when it's busy. And, and I'm curious to know what what has been your most memorable moment in this process. You know, like what's what's you know since you started, since you opened, and, and to where you are now. Like what's been ultimately like your biggest、uh, achievement, so to say. I think the biggest achievement is that we still exist after the COVID. I think I mean it was difficult for everyone. Not only for、uh, restaurant businesses, but also all the business that、um, you know to welcoming guests, like hotels and stuff like that. I think that's like, I mean, I didn't know what's gonna happen. To be honest, when we have to close down, I think you have to be flexible. Like nothing is for sure. That's what I learned on this lesson, and you have to adapt to the new situation. You know, like when it was locked down, we didn't know what to do because、uh, normally we don't do takeout. You know, it's more、like、kind of fine dining、uh, experience and living room. But then we started to like fine dining takeout. We have this salmon journey with six or seven different dishes, and people have to pre-order the the salmon journey, and that was really pretty cool for us to do. In terms of yeah, I kind of want to switch gears and just talk about Switzerland in general and and the Swiss food a bit and to get your take on it. Like I mean, what is your feeling and、uh, your 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 thoughts on you know restaurants in Switzerland? I mean, do you think you know is the industry in good health after、um, the pandemic? Is there anything missing right now? I think it's still. I mean, I feel like it's still that in that process of learning. You know,、uh, I think the、um, restaurant business still not 
fully electronic, you know, like uh, it has to be, I mean, we have probably to adapt to the whole situation still, still do. Um, but in terms of that, I think it's a process. It happened that long time ago. I think every day everybody's learning something, you know, together. But as the industry, I think it's uh, we doing pretty much uh, not bad. I would say. I mean, everybody, almost every restaurant, offer now uh, takeout. So Uber and Eats, you know, those company really get advantage of us. I was because um, what people don't realize at the same time that they cut almost thirty percent off. You know of. The- earning so you know what advice would you give to someone who wants to open a restaurant in switzerland i mean you've done this and you know what what would you what what would be your best advice to give like would be chefs or would be restaurateurs out there who are thinking of kind of getting into this uh don't open (laughs) i would say the same thing like said don't open no i mean of course if somebody have a dream it's no matter what they're gonna go after the dreams you know but definitely uh thinking about pandemic including that case again you know open and uh providing takeout from the beginning already because that takes quite a process not only with the with somebody running the restaurant but also somebody that's in the kitchen totally different uh, service and you have to combine that because you don't have two kitchen you have one kitchen at the same time you have the guests that coming to dine with you so uh, i think that you have to include but then also um i think i learned the biggest um mistake i learned was um staff it's very hard to find staff now today after pandemic I mean, you can find them, but I mean, the good one, the good one that fits you, fits your company, fits you, the way you think, and just, you know, in general, I think it's good to find staff. Interesting. But you would say that you're much more, um, you know, ready now for for if we get into a situation, Mm -hmm. another pandemic, I think um, you're much more flexible now to, uh, to... hit the ground running in such a situation. I think we are because when, when we did that at the beginning, people have to wait so long for the dish you know, to be prepared when it was locked down. Because imagine it's not one person order one dish, it's seven dish per order at the same time. So the first time was really rocking. And then the second time I did like a slot, you know, where people have to pick the time when they come want to come to pick up the food that helps us also to plan right and as for um i guess the the day-to-day running of, of the restaurant you know what advice could you be given uh there what you know to to these would-be chefs and restaurateurs what would you say i would say as a chef you always have to have to keep in the big picture in mind what do you want to communicate with your cuisine, you know, with the kids, the team? 
because people want to know more than just about food. Who are these people behind? And what is essential of your restaurant? And discovering a process,、uh, you have to be patient and allow your baby, the restaurant, the business, to go with the new path. That you know, and of course, you have to love your guests. You have to see them as a friend who in who you invite to your home for a dinner. So it's make the things much more easier. You know, you have to be like to make them feel comfortable, and they just want at the end a nice evening. That's it. If you can curate that environment for people,、uh, that's amazing. I think for them. Okay, very nice. So、um, I have just three less questions before、uh, before we finish.、Um, so, is、uh, is cooking an art or is it a craft? I'm always interested to learn what、uh, people think about this. I think it's both. It has to be like it has to be something that you love to do, because the long hours and the, you know like、uh, in the evening you're not at home, you're in the restaurant, and to create that environment that you want to be in, that's quite challenging. But at the same same time, very beautiful. It's like your your team is your second family. Right. Right. And if you were trapped on a desert island,、um, what three items would you take with you?、Uh, knife, fork, and chilies. And chilies, okay, very good. And、um, do you have any social media accounts that our listeners can follow to see you and and your work at、uh, Zawan? Yes, we do on the Instagram at Zawan underscore Zurich. Super. So I'd like to thank thank you very much, Siri, for for being a part of this、uh, this podcast today,、um, and thank you to the listeners for for tuning in.、Um, I hope to come and visit you、uh, at Zawan、uh, sometime soon. And、uh, yeah, that's it. So thank you very much, Siri, for being our guest today. Thank you so much for having. Okay. Bye. Thank. Bye bye. Hey, folks! Thanks for listening to this episode of Grab a Drink with a Swiss Chef. Hope you enjoyed it, and I'm much more wiser for it. And as I tell you all the time, if you fancy giving us a rating, it makes a big difference. I know it's a pain, but your support is crucial. So if you do feel like doing a favor, go to wherever you get your pods from and give a review or a rating. Obviously, a good one. I mean, you can really go all out and purge yourself on this one. Five stars, and then you know, share it with your friends. We obviously depend on listeners, and depend on more and more people finding out about this pod. So if you've liked what you've listened to, a good review really does help to keep the listeners coming in. Thanks, folks. Really appreciate it.